In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland, this is it. New league year, new season, year five of the Paul Brown podcast. How are we doing, Ian? Episode one, the season premiere. It's kicking off, kicking off, as Paul Brown would say, from the cold country of Poland as he's wearing his hard hat, delivering supplies to the people in need. The season premiere without Paul Brown just feels a little empty. But is- we got some Browns news to talk about. He is the patron saint of Brownsland. That that man is uh, is the Browns version of Santa Claus doing the good work. But uh, new league year, which means finally Amari Cooper officially a Cleveland Brown. Didn't happen till today. Yep. And uh, as a man of few words that he is, his 20-odd second intro saying, excited to be here in Cleveland. Time to get to work. Yeah, I That's cannot it. wait for the uh, Nick Chubb Amari Cooper podcast. It, uh, it can be played at all your local libraries. <laughs> so, uh, so, since last time we spoke, we, ha- we signed a wide receiver. A wide we receiver did. that I never... From my, from my area. Would have never been on my list. Never. Well, I think he would have been on your list if you'd have understood what he does. And I'm sure when that contract comes out, he may make a little bit more sense. Uh, you know, I don't understand returning. I don't, I don't like it, especially when it's out the end zone. I start well, you're the talking about in front of the TV. He's a master at the punt return, Jack. He's, I think, only got one touchdown or two touchdowns for kick returns. Two kick return touchdowns and more double the number of punt return touchdowns. Well, D's legit, so we're going to be forcing a, a few old punts. But, uh, yeah, we know the total number was at 13.8. I think it's probably going to be a sort of one year, two million deal um, with some incentives for wide receiver play and then team options in year two and year three. That's what I'm expecting. We still don't have the deals yet just because the total number with incentives comes out. It means nothing. Um, it's a lot of airy fairy nonsense. We need to see. You mean like Von Miller? Like Von Miller. Six, Six years, years 120. 120. We'll get the numbers. It'll probably be like a two year contract. The Bills need cap relief, so spread it out over six. Give yourself a little bit of a low hit in the first year. Makes sense. But, no, just a little bit about Jakeem Grant, kid out of Texas Tech, taken in the sixth round. Uh, slot, small guy, obviously a little bit more stout than a guy like JoJo Natson. Um, got his career started in Miami. This is a guy who made his name in special teams. I mean, if you go back, there's a couple of YouTube videos if you want to watch them out there where he had run a hand-timed 4-1-3 at his pro day. And then it came back where it was electronic timed, I think a 4-3-3. So this is a guy who can just flat out fly. You're talking Tyreek Hill level of speed. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe as a ball carrier, next-gen stats had him at one of the top in the league last year. 
So him and Nick Chubb both clocked at almost 22 miles an hour while carrying the ball. So this guy can fly, whether it's on end arounds, I would call him kind of like Debo Samuel light mighty mouse, the nickname uh, Miami traded him to the bears and the bears, they did a little bit better job putting the ball in his hands end around sweeps, short jettison screens. Sometimes he has trouble tracking deep balls in terms of receiver. But if you're looking for a guy that can quickly get through space, as opposed to the guy who was running slot before him, who took a little bit longer to get through the space, I would, I would probably be, I, I would think you're probably close to being correct. Jack, probably a one, two year deal. Uh, something that they can kind of just see what he does, what his fit is, but I don't hate it. It's an offensive weapon. And I think it just adds a little bit of depth to that, uh, to that slot receiver room. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because is he going to take one of the six wide receiver rooms or it could be that um, I did some tweets earlier in the off season where I was looking at, well, what have they done in both of the years and sort of how they structured the room with sort of 90 linemen, et cetera. One thing to keep in mind, there was that extra spot, whether it was third quarterback, um, 10th O-lineman, or fourth tight end, that could potentially be the Jakeem Grant spot on the roster instead. You could have the option where they just don't carry a fullback. That then could go to Jakeem Grant. These are the sort of things that that's going to be really interesting to see once we get to the end of the offseason and we're talking about roster cutdowns, where they slot him in. Because there's going to be enough guarantees in there to keep him on the roster for one year. Yeah, and I think it's one where you just want to add a little bit of explosiveness to your offense. Like I said, this guy's not going to come in and put up Amari Cooper numbers. At least I sure as heck hope not. But the idea is he's going to come in. Obviously, we saw Hollywood Higgins is off to the Carolina Panthers. So another one that's not back. That one wasn't kind of shocking. But Jakeem Brent just being, you know, bringing a little burst, a little speed, a little, you know, waggle. He's probably more of like the Andrew Hawkins mold. I want to say Jakeem and Andrew are about the same size. Uh, so who knows? It could be one where if you have a couple gadget plays and you want to put the ball in his hands, do it. And uh, I'm sure Mike Prefer will really like having somebody that can come in and give you game-breaking opportunities on special teams. Because last year, I believe it was Sunday night football, he took a 97-yard punt return to the house against the Packers. Now, we know this Packers special teams was a little – but – he did a nice reverse pivot, went around that left sideline, and he was gone. So this is a guy that can move. There's a lot of speed there. So next up, we had the announcement. This was the first day it could have happened, and that was Hooper getting the June 1st cut. Um, and no real surprise here. I, I really wanted the trade, but it, it didn't happen. Yeah, you were hopeful like a pick swap. Listen, I think the writing has been on the wall. I think you could make it, you could have made a case for why the Browns could have kept Hooper. Also why they could have got rid of him. But I will say Jeremy Fowler's tweet didn't really make much sense because they made it seem like Watson or not, the Browns need cap space. It's like, well, I don't know what, what for. They didn't sign Chandler Jones at the point. So I don't know. It was just a very weird explanation in terms of why, because I feel like they had already made up their, their mind to get rid of him to give somewhere else anyway. So I don't think Deshaun Watson or any of them has anything to do with it. No, it was one where they've they've sat there in the front office and as all the listeners of the podcast know, and fair play to you guys, you're out there trying to educate people because there were so many bad takes on online with this one when it happened. It's a 9.5 million decision and they chose to get rid of him. Um, and it just comes down to this whole argument that like cash is king. And that's what people weren't understanding of 
in 2020, he was paid 11 and a half million. In 2021, he was paid 11 and a half million. What that's actually going to mean on terms of salary cap hits, because all the salary cap is, is the cash that you've paid a player. It's the accounting process for putting that through onto the NFL books. You had the three and a half million in 2020, 8.25 million in 2021. Now we're going to have a dead cap of 3.75 million in 22. Um, and then a 7.5 million dead cap in 2023. That Those numbers we won't see on the salary cap as a benefit until the 1st of June. So keep an eye on the 1st of June for when we uh, gain an extra 9.5 million in salary cap, and that's when that money will go through. Yep, well said. And I think we've belabored the uh, Austin Hooper deal at this point on enough shows, so... Uh, they Browns did speaking of uh, not cutting players, they did bring back two of their own, not exactly shocking players. I think we talked about both of them. I think one of them being the offensive lineman was pretty much a lock. It didn't really make much sense why they would let him go. And the other one, we kind of discussed what a replacement would look like, but Anthony Walker and Chris Hubbard will be back wearing the Brown and orange next year. I'd say the, there's one noteworthy piece in the Walker one, and that is their view on Phillips. Um, so lots of people were saying, no, Phillips is definitely going to be penciled in to start this year. You're not spending $5 million, so he's gone up from $4 million to $5 million, to bring in Walker if you're committed to um, Phillips starting. You would have gone cheaper, maybe a Josh Bynes. I wanted somebody else as a Mike backup. If you're spending five million on a linebacker, this front office spending five million on a linebacker, that dude is starting. And hey, this will be year three. And I promise you one thing about this entire roster. If there's a position room where I, I can guarantee we're going to get a solid play, it is the linebacker room, probably ahead of everything else. Maybe you could argue O-line is the only other room I feel really, really good about. And even with a couple of injuries, they're fine. Yeah, Anthony Walker, I'd be curious because last year I think he got 375 or 3 million or something. I'd be curious what the percentage, because obviously the cap went up from 183 to 208. I'd be curious what his cap percentage was. I'm sure it's not really that far off in terms of what he got last year versus this year. But this is a guy I would say somewhere in the 60% of the snaps range. Obviously, you're going to see a lot more JOK, but you got to have an insurance policy for Jacob Phillips because. It's one of those things where he has not been able to maintain a full season yet. And until he does, not much you can do. So Anthony Walker back on the defense, uh, Chris Hubbard, like I said, just made total sense as being your swing offensive lineman. Jack, we've talked about Chris Hubbard. We've preached from the heavens the value that Chris Hubbard brings. The Browns agree. One-year deal, Chris Hubbard's coming back. Yeah, and they're not signing him um, without knowing his medical's all clear. Or if you look at my typos on Twitter, his Medicare or whatever it was. Same <laughs> difference. <laughs> so, um, yeah, th they know he's good to roll. And uh, it just gives massive safety when you've got the question mark over um, Conklin. And I, we don't have numbers on the Grant Walker or Hubbard deal yet. And the next one's Baker. Um, obviously... 95% sure Baker's going to be traded. There's still a 5% chance. Who knows? These weird things happen. Um, but everything's looking towards him going. I, I, I'm i going to stick with my prediction. I think it's going to be Seattle. 
Seattle is a team that signed a 35-year-old defensive tackle to a 9 million over two deal in our woods. They've signed Nawusu. They're bringing in Trent Brown for a um, workout or talks. Those are not the moves you make if you are rebuilding. And Pete Carroll's like 100 years old. He ain't getting any younger. Everything for me is trending towards we are going to see them want to go for it. Baker makes the most sense. They have pick 40. They have pick 41. Give us one of those two. Probably pick 41 thinking about it um, because they'll keep pick 40. And then their second next year and then let him go. And that's regardless of what happens with the quarterback search for the Browns. I just, why is it that everything is so ugly when it comes to the Browns and the quarterbacks? Right? Like it's never, it's always gotta be something. It's, it's always just, there's drama, there's smoke, there's fire, there's infernal. It's like for heaven's sake, why can't anything just go normal, go to plan? You know, I do think Seattle makes the most sense. John Schneider today was talking a little bit about, uh, you know, how they're good right now and how they didn't expect Russell Wilson to sign an extension and all that good stuff. So they're not bringing in Kaepernick, which was brought up today, which was just odd. But yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the Baker stuff. It's not, he's not an adult. It's like, Jack, there's always something with this team and the damn quarterback. Like, can, I just want to just... beat my head off the wall. Read between the lines here. So you said everything about the Browns' quarterback position is so ugly. Is that meaning you are 100% committed to bringing in Jimmy G, the most beautiful man in football? Listen, he's <laughs> Eastern Illinois' finest. He's from Arlington Heights, not far from where I'm at right now. I He led a team to a Super Bowl. What Browns quarterback not named Jake Golom can say that? I'm not saying he's the greatest thing in the world. I'm just saying... If he comes in and satisfies a requirement that doesn't involve all this drama, this ESPN, TMZ, Twitter shit, it's like, Jack, God, it's, I don't do well with drama. And it's just this team and the drama. You've got call-in radio spaces now where people are arguing with random bloggers and NFL guys in, you know, these places. They're, they're not accurate. Jimmy Buflitzlick and Porkchops are accurate. It's like, my God, I have no idea what's going on anymore. It's just like so exhausting. Being a fan of this team is just so damn exhausting. Well, I care more about today what is in the terms of the Jakeem Grant deal than I care about anything about the quarterback position. That will sort itself out and I'm good. So uh, that's where I'm at. Baker's going to get flipped. And it, hey, rather than trade for some other washed up scrub, if I can't, if they don't get Watson, just give me Jameis Winston and let's roll, baby. I'd love a bit of Winston for a year. It makes things interesting. More drama, but more we'll be drama, back. Jeff. We'll be back when there's more signings, more stuff going on. But thank you for joining us through the first four seasons. Season five is going to be the tastiest yet. A lot of stuff coming up in season five, so stay tuned. And most importantly, go Browns. Go Browns.